0: One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine,
1: ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. morning and welcome to The Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Podcast Network. I'm your host Mo Dekeel, and this did not take me four or five tries to figure out how to do the intro properly. With me is Law Murray who witnessed all of this, our wonderful beat writer for the Los Angeles Clippers. Make sure you're reading all of this stuff on The Athletic and if you're not a subscriber, I don't know what you're waiting for. You are missing on some great, great stuff. Law, how are you doing today?
0: Mo, it's good to see you and your full court background as we're doing this
1: i just try to hide the mess in the garage i just try to hide the mess in the in the garage with a with a simple background it's, it's that simple uh not really a great slate of games tonight uh eight games to, and just just folks you have to bear with us really wasn't the most thrilling action
0: not at the end but I mean, I love a good blowout. I I can tell you for a fact that whoever won didn't do it controversially. But (laughs) it's rare that you see an eight-game slate in the NBA with every single game being decided by at least a dozen points. I'm not sure the last time we've seen that, um, if we've we've seen it at all. Yeah,
1: it's a pretty tough night for anybody that was looking for really, really close games. But we're going to head to Oklahoma City first. They're battling the Brooklyn Nets big game for them. Oklahoma City wins 121-107. Listen, Josh Giddy, Shea Gilgis, alexander they're, they're just unbelievable. And they had a monster third quarter. Triple-double for Giddy. Shea continued to do what he's doing.
0: I think the most impressive thing about Oklahoma City is even in a season in an inc- in, in, in an entire era where the expectations are depressed, no shed hunger, in the number two pick in the draft, Uh, Shays missed a lot of games after the All-Star break, and here they are, one game within uh, 500. I know everyone's waiting on a certain Western Conference team to get back to 500 for the first time this year, but the Oklahoma City Thunder, they were there earlier this year. They've spent the majority of the season under 500. They have now won six out of seven, and they have their first chance to get to 500 since the first game uh, after the All-Star break. So uh, it's just Mark Dagnon has done an outstanding job with that team. And part of it is keeping keep keep the fight even though you're getting blown out. The Nets were up, uh, what, 16 points in this game. And just a great third quarter by the Thunder to turn it around and – Really, it looks like the epitome of their season so far, Mo. N-
1: not even just a great third quarter from the Thunder. I mean, it was really Dort and Shea going completely nuts in the third quarter scoring-wise. They combined for 26 of the Thunder's 38 points. That's kind of ridiculous. And this is still my favorite stat line. In that third quarter, Josh Giddey, again, who finished with a triple-double, had six assists, five rebounds, and was 0 for 5 from the field in that third quarter. Could have even Maybe been a bigger been worse. Wrap.
0: <laughs> could have been could, worse.
1: Could have been much, much worse. You know, listen, for the Nets, another game where Mikhail Bridges showing out again, dropping 34 points, kind of going nuts, 11-23 from the field, 3-10 from three, not amazing. Spencer Dinwiddie really kind of hurt them, which is... He's kind of struggling from time to time. Every time I I watch him, I'm looking at it, and I'm just watching Dinwiddie going, like, what's going on? Five is 16 from the field, 16 points. Sometimes I'm like, it's a little bit too
0: much from him. La, what, what are you seeing from Brooklyn? First of all, Mikael Bridges is incredible. I think this is, what, 14 games with the Nets now, and he's dropped 30 in half of them, when he only had three 30-point games in his entire time with the Phoenix Suns. I mean, it almost makes you think, if you're Phoenix... You know, you basically traded um, Mikel for KD and I'm like, yeah, in a vacuum, you say you'd always make that deal. But would they have made that deal if they knew what they had and Mikel's on ball ability? Uh, I'm not I'm not sure if they would have, to be honest with you. Uh, so just shout out to Mikel Bridges. But the Nets have these slumps. And we we saw the other side of it. Like we've seen them come back from massive deficits. But the other side is they're just for as much wing talent as they have now, they still get just absolutely dominated on the glass at times, and they have, still have these stretches where they just don't they they just don't know what they're doing offensively. Um, that third quarter will stick in their craw for a while. Like t- to get to only make three shots for an entire quarter against OKC, uh, that that's 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 pretty rough. But hey, it's four new starters um, that you kind of are just completing your first month getting used to.
1: We're going to leave Oklahoma City cuz we got another game a little further south down in New Orleans. The Lakers taking on the Pelicans, and this is the team you're alluding to. They're trying to get to 500 for the first time this season. The Lakers get a step closer with this win against the Pelicans. I'm sorry. To call this a win is really an understatement. This thing was a bloodbath from the get-go. The Lakers go out 14-0 to
0: start the game, and it really was never close. They made the Lakers made more threes in the first half, then the Pelicans made shots overall two or three. And I kind of knew the Lakers were going to come out. They haven't lost back-to-back games uh, since they debuted these guys, um, the the x Timberwolves, if you will, <laughs> of Vanderbilt and, and Russell and Malik Beasley. But uh, that's an embarrassing performance by New Orleans. I mean, to have Brandon Ingram come back from an ankle injury and then to just straight up, not defend, not be ready to play. Um, to really not start playing until they were down forty with uh, like just under ten minutes to go in the third quarter. It's just it's just a feckless performance um, on on New Orleans' part. Yeah, it, it kind of became a case of stat
1: padding for New Orleans after that point. Listen, Anthony Davis was absolutely awesome. He's continuing that trend again. Thirty five and seventeen tonight. He was kind of one of the main catalysts. Malik Beasley with seven threes for the Lakers. I mean, that alone is just wild. Like he can get incredibly hot and he showed it in this one here tonight. Like it it was just a massive blowout to begin with. I don't even know if there's that much to really cover about the game, but I think now Law, we have to look at the musical chairs that we call the play in tournament standings in the Western conference, right? With this win, the Lakers move back into 10th into the play in tournament. The, Oklahoma City Thunder, who we just talked about, are now eighth. Minnesota's seventh. You got Dallas at nine, all separated by one game. By one game. The Wolves are a game over 500. You have the Lakers, Thunder, and Magic all tied 34 and 35 this season. New Orleans, after this loss, dropped down to being tied to 11th with the Utah Jazz at 33-36, and 36. and the Portland Trailblazers, who we're not really going to talk about much other than this, they got completely destroyed by the New York Knicks tonight and have dropped down. They're three games out of the race altogether. It almost feels insurmountable for them. Excuse me. I have a hard time with that word Their law. Uh, tell me, just looking at these four teams, Minnesota, th- the Thunder the Mavs, the Lakers. Is this going to be our four playing tournament teams or is somebody else going to jump in?
0: I have a, I have a feeling that this is going to be it. Um, it really, the question is whether the, the Clippers and the Warriors and the Suns can stay above that fray, uh, which I want to, I want to give the faith and say that they might, but um, I think the jazz are perfectly fine being outside of that, given their priorities uh, in the, in the coming um, off season. The Blazers just—they're just simply not good enough. Like the Knicks are at the end of this long road trip. The Blazers got off to a 16-point start, and they got turned by 35 points tonight. Horrible performance at home by them, especially with a couple guys who had uh, at least Cam Reddish. If that was a revenge game, my brother, uh, you You need to look up the definition
1: of revenge. (laughs) Yeah, man.
0: Like Josh Hart won that battle, and then just. it, it just doesn't like New Orleans. This was a big spot for them, huge game for them, and New Orleans still has a good schedule to make some moves. But just a just a, just that's a huge game. And last year, last year's Pelicans win that game going away. Okay, they beat the Lakers in bit in the big games with LeBron playing. Um, and the and the fact is, they just don't they just don't look like they have the gas to compete the way they need to. So I mean, the Pelicans, they might have some games, but all those teams playing above them, they either are playing better outright or they have the horses to ensure that they might play better than the Pelicans in a vacuum. So it's not looking great for the teams on the outside. And again, Portland might want to make playoffs. They're just not good enough. The <laughs> Pelicans, they should have—they they, they should be better than this. And the Jazz, I, don't, I just don't think the Jazz care. I, I have questions of whether Portland actually wants to make the playoffs, so th- they just say they do.
1: Uh, but let's go to the t- one of the teams you mentioned, and they're the Phoenix Suns, a team that's possible in dropping into the play-in tournament. They're really just two or three games up right now. Already have lost three in a row, including this one to the Milwaukee Bucks, where Giannis Antetokounmpo continuing to make an MVP run. 36 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists tonight in this win for the, the Bucks and one thing I found really interesting in this game here, Law, he had more free throw attempts than field goal attempts. He had 24 free throw attempts and 23 field goal attempts tonight for Giannis. As you know, the Bucs just continue to roll as they did on a second night of a back to back. Came back came back against Sac last night and take this one against the Suns.
0: Yeah, and this was the second night of a back to back for Phoenix as well. And the the takeaway, I mean, Phoenix will foul you. Uh, they, they will absolutely value the reason why they, and, and this is what I will say about Kevin Durant versus Mikkel Bridges. Uh, Kevin Durant is obviously uh, Kevin Durant, right? We know who he is, what he's capable of, and they need to address the free throw attempt differential in a way that Mikkel obviously wasn't doing for them. Uh, they they just need to turn that that around. Um, this is another example of the Suns are a team that not only will value, but they struggle to get to the line themselves, despite the names that they have on their roster. Uh, DeAndre Ayton had an inefficient 16-point night, right? Uh, To need 19 shots to get those 16 points at the center position is terrible. Um, Didn't get a single free throw attempt in 26 minutes. And, of course, to top it all off, he had five fouls. Um, Five fouls three quarters, mind you. Devin Booker, as good as Devin was, it took him 27 shots to get his 30 points. He only got three free throw attempts. Um, Chris Paul we already know where he's at in his career even against a relatively short-handed Bucks team they sat Grayson Allen they sat Chris Middleton that just isn't going to get it done and that was the difference even with Giannis bricking ten of those 24 free throw attempts mo um so <laughs> i thought it was a th- i thought it was a really tough win from a Bucks team that you know they they uh obviously got on a little skid uh prior to the Sacramento game um, Sacramento was a big win for them, and now they're going to continue, and, and they followed up with another big win against the Western Conference team. And for the Suns, it's big. It's two big losses in a row in back-to-back nights. And And now, like, like I said, they are closer to the pack than when people thought initially that they might challenge for a top-three seed. Yeah, I
1: think Booker did a lot of his damage in the third quarter with 17 points. I think that's really—he pulled them back in, made it a one-point yeah, game at that point. they took a lead. Yeah, they, they took a lead. They took a lead early in the fourth. I think they just ran out of gas. At this point, without KD, with with all with having traded Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges, you don't have a lot of guys that can make up for it. And with KD is out and it made allowed the defense to kind of lock in on Booker in the fourth quarter. And that's where it kind of just ran out of gas for him. And, you know, listen, the Bucks are awesome. Drew Holiday, not really a good night. Shooting wise, four or fourteen from the field. I thought his defense was great. In particular, they switched him on to book in the fourth quarter, and he went off with everything that ha- they had going. Lopez, after damn near strangling Trey Lyles last night or the night before, <laughs> had, had himself continued to have himself a solid. Absolute night.
0: foxhole guy, that guy.
1: It, it, absolutely, twenty-one and ten for him. And I think they just had a solid night. And it was nice because the guy who hit the the dagger shot for the Bucks, Jay Crowder who wanted out from Phoenix, got out, landed in Milwaukee, hit the dagger three to kind of put this game away. We're going to talk. Hey, that's real... two
0: of them for, for Jay as well. Cause he did the bang in Milwaukee too, against the Suns.
1: There we go. There we go. We're going to do real quick. The Nuggets lose to the Raptors in Toronto. This one was just not really close. The Nuggets gave up 49 points in the first quarter. And then in the fourth quarter, when it looked like they were going to make a game out of it, they were only able to score 18. Jokic, with 28 eight and seven on just 13 shots. This is a, a a a tough night for them as a whole as a team. They
0: looked pretty uh, sloppy in this one. Yeah, and they they've really looked unfocused for most of the post-All-Star break, uh, especially after especially just the last couple of weeks. And the concerning thing is I don't think they're going to wind up losing the number 1 seed or anything like that. Um but It's really disheartening to see that not only is Jokic's interior defense being attacked relentlessly by teams, but his teammates aren't protecting him like they were for the majority of the winter. That's what made Denver's improvement defensively something to watch for as a legitimate contender. And it's not it's it's not all on Jokic. Like it's guys like Jamal, like Jamal got lit up tonight. You know, that point guard matchup went the wrong way. I know Jamal is going through it a little bit with his knee. I think there was some real concern for Denver, especially considering they need to get guys playing well. They need to get new guys like Reggie Jackson, Thomas Bryant in their second unit playing well. And now you got the first unit starting to falter for the first time um, all season. Well, no Reggie
1: Jackson tonight did not get any. Got a DMP coach's decision. I think uh uh he's struggling to find time and 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 find his flow within that team. Not surprised because that's what happens with a lot of buyout guys. There's a reason why they got bought out in the first place, Law. That's kind of the point. Fred Van Vliet went completely ballistic, as you mentioned. 36 points, eight to twelve from three, just up from there alone. Raptors quietly rolling. They're in the playing tournament right now. They're they're doing all right in the standings, ninth a game behind Atlanta, they they're, they might sneak in here and might be a team that, that can cause at least stress for a couple of teams. But hey folks, that's all we got tonight. Because again, not a great slate of games. That's Law Murray. Go read his coverage on theathletic.com Again, if you're not a subscriber, I don't know what you're waiting for. Go subscribe now and get all this amazing coverage from Law Murray. Go check out all our podcasts on the Athletic NBA Podcast Network. And Law, take us away.
0: Ding-ding.